So here's the big question. How do you heal your eczema for good? How do you get to the point where you're comfortable in your own skin and aren't embarrassed to show it off? How do you stop using creams and medications that only work for a short while and find a long-term solution? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jocelyn Diaz and welcome to the Eczema Free Journey Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Eczema Free Journey Podcast. Thank you for joining me again today. I hope you're having an amazing day, week, year. I know 2020 has been full of surprises, but I hope you haven't let that get you down. And I hope you're still having an amazing time. All right. So last episode, I went over the the first step to healing your eczema, right? You need to learn everything you can. You need to listen to your body. That's the first step and so, so important. But there's, this is just, it's kind of like a two-step program, right? First step, listen to your body, learn everything you can. Second step is the most important step to healing your eczema, and that's what we're going to go over in today's episode. You can't have one without the other. You can't have step one without step two because you're not going to heal yourself. All right, so as I mentioned in the last episode, knowledge is potential power. If you learn everything, but you do nothing with it, did you really, is there really any power in that? No. Right? Do you understand what I mean? If you learn how what steps you need to take, but you don't take the steps, are you going to heal your eczema? No. Right? So the second step and the most important step to healing your eczema is to take massive action. You learn everything you can. You get your hands on all these resources, all the resources I mentioned in the last episode. You read everything. Cool. Great, great first step. Keep the momentum. But now, if you really want to see results, you need to take massive action. Okay? And I use the word massive because Tony Robbins, I've been listening to him a lot lately. And if you take massive action, you're going to see massive results, right? If you just, we're talking about changing our diets, right? In order to heal our eczema, to heal ourselves from the inside out. If you start to, okay, you start to eat more veggies. But you're still eating, let's say, fast food, right? With all different, you know, preservatives and everything inside of it. If you keep eating sugary foods, if you keep on just eating the things you know you shouldn't, but adding the things you should, you're not going to get results, right? Because you're taking action, but you're not taking massive action. Massive action is fully diving in and doing everything you possibly can to heal your eczema. And that's what's going to make the difference. All right, so step one, learn everything you can. Listen to your body. Step two, take massive action. All right, so let me tell you a quick story of the difference between taking massive action and just learning, All right? So I, when I got out of high school, I, I was about 18, I went to culinary school for bacon and pastry. I went to Johnson & Wales University for... Um, two years, and then I transferred to FIU to finish getting my bachelor's, right? So in those two years in Johnson & Wales, I went to, I had my, my chef coat, my white chef coat, my, my checkered pants, my chef shoes, everything, right? The whole shebang. I was learning bacon and pastry. I was, I had my hands, you know, I was actually making pastries. I was making breads. I was making cakes. I was making pies, everything. An amazing experience, right? So I went to school, I learned everything, 
right? And at the same time, I was, you know, looking stuff up on YouTube because I always really enjoyed um, making cakes. And I just, just a thought. So I'd go in school, I'd beat my chef wise, my pants, and I'd get home. And honestly, I'd get out of that chef coat because it was quite uncomfortable. And it got wrinkly really easily. So in order to prevent getting wrinkled, I would take off that chef coat and um, just start looking at videos and start seeing, you know, different techniques. I'd go on YouTube and just look up like cake techniques and I'd look and I'd see different ways to, to lay fondant and ways to, to pipe buttercream. You know, I, I'd, I'd Google different um, like must haves for my if I wanted to start baking from home. All right. So I was kind of just all in baking. I thought it was really cool. Um, and like I said, I went from Johnson Wales to FIU. And then after I graduated, I realized, okay, I kind of got to put this into play, right? I got to use my degree. Um, but I didn't want a traditional nine to five job. So I started baking from home and I had dabbled even worse than dabbled. I had done a few cakes for family and friends from home just for fun. All right. But now I had a degree, right? So now I was legit. (laughs) So I decided I was going to start doing cakes, decorating cakes from home. Um, so I started kind of, I kind of had just mentioned it to my mom and, and she, she knew some people, she worked in a hospital, so she knew a bunch of doctors and different offices that could, um, potentially, potentially want desserts for different events and things like that. So I started, um, making cakes and different desserts on my spare time for fun. I just, I wanted to make a little extra money. This was fun. I knew how to do it. It all worked out, right? I wasn't putting much effort into it, though. It was just, I was, I I knew, I had learned, so why not use it, right? All this money went towards uh, my degree, and I didn't want to put it to waste, so I, you know, I started to do stuff with it. Right, so I was just dabbling, and and it was fun, but it was all my spare time. I never let it get in the way of my weekends. Right, I still wanted to go out with my friends, and and it was it was fun. But once I got married, and I had a son, and I needed to make money, I needed to make that education, everything I learned, I needed to put into play. It came, it became a necessity. And that is when I, I bought, I, I, what are those called? I bought a, a bench. I bought a table that's specifically for food, <laughs> for the food service industry. Okay. So picture like a metal table. If you've ever been to a kitchen in the restaurant, I'm sure you've seen it. Just like a metal, long metal table that I bought in my home. I remember I was so excited. The box was so big. I could barely fit it in the door. I couldn't carry it myself. My dad and my husband had to carry it into our apartment because it was, one, huge. Two, extremely heavy. All right. Uh, my dad was not happy about having to, to bring that over. But because <laughs> I got to ship to his house because it was an apartment for us. So it just I couldn't ship it to our apartment. So he brought it over. Him and my husband brought it up to our apartment. And I was just 
so excited because it was it was like my first real step towards making this a legit business right because before I was just doing it from fun from home I had gotten some things but nothing crazy I was learning how to do stuff but now now I had a table now I was legit right so we built the table we unpacked it we got all the screws we screwed all the little legs in we we rearranged the living room the our we got rid of our dining room area because at that time our we had a one bedroom apartment with a baby so we got rid of our dining room set and that's where our tables went i got two tables it was so exciting i felt so legit right and on top of getting the tables i brought all of my cake decorating stuff from my parents house that i had kind of built up over the years of kind of um practicing and just dabbling in it um so i got i brought all those I had fondants, I had cookie cutters, I had different knives. I I had a bunch of stuff that I didn't realize I had until I put it all together, right? So I had my tables, I had all of my um, all of my tools, everything I needed to make cakes, and then I decided. Uh, well, actually, my husband helped me find um, like a, it's called. Um, it's been a few years, but it's it was a, a cake event or a cake decorating event that was here in Miami, and it was just full of different vendors, different um, different cake stores that are here in Miami, and it was just it was like a cake decorator's heaven or like baking heaven. Anyone who bakes would go here, and you can get lessons on how to make different cakes, how to bake different cakes how to make cookies, cake pop. It was just baker's galore, right? So we went to that event and oh my goodness, the amount of things I got. I got I got so many things. I could I couldn't even hold it all. I was so excited, right? So I had gotten my tables, I had brought I had I brought all of my um my materials from my parents' house. I went to this event. I spoke to different vendors. I learned, I watched different workshops. I I I was ready to go, right? And the last step I took was to to start getting clients, right? I needed, I had built up some, but now I kind of started asking for referrals, and I started to to really put the word out that I am doing cakes. I created an Instagram if you want to check it out. It's cake underscore cake underscore wagon. So cake wagon, cake underscore wagon, and it's not. I'm not doing cakes anymore, but you can see the old cakes that I used to do. And it got to a point where I was turning down people because I, I was making cakes from home with my son. All right. So I'd literally be making a cake with my son on one of those carriers with him on the front, kind of turned sideways, patting his butt. So he was less than a year old. So patting his butt so he stayed calm while using my left hand to, to pipe on the cake. And when it would, it, 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 would, it was working. Right. I was it was getting to a point where I was turning down orders because I couldn't do it. I was by myself at home with my son. I wasn't at, I wasn't by myself not taking care of a child. No, I was taking care of a child and doing cakes while he napped. So this the point of of this story was for you to see how when I started just learning I didn't get results. Right? I was I was just learning to learn I wasn't taking action but once I decided to take action 
massive action, right? I got the tables. I went to the, the workshops. I, I, I went in. Once I took massive action, that's when I started to see results. And that's when I was getting cake orders up the wazoo and I had to turn them down because I was doing six cakes on my own with, with a bunch of desserts that came with the orders. So, and that was just it for one weekend. And for one person, if you've ever baked before, you'd know. And these are all custom cakes with fondant. It was not easy, but I, I was thoroughly enjoying it. So it was, it was a blessing. So the point of this is so you can see how you can learn. But if you don't take massive action, you won't get results. Same goes with any scenario. And in this specific scenario, healing your eczema, you can learn all you want. But if you don't take massive action, if you don't start doing something with the information you're learning, you're not going to get results. Okay, you got to act on that knowledge. So as you're learning things, start, start taking action. Right? You learn to eliminate sugar, start eliminating sugar. Right? And, and like that, slowly but surely, you'll start to, to see results because you're making moves. Right? You're taking steps. Right? You know what I mean? Do you understand the difference between knowledge and action, massive action, massive action equals massive results. All right. So that, that is it for today. Right. This is going to be extremely important, um, for you to, to really start to heal your eczema from the inside out. And I truly believe you can do this no matter how hard it may seem, you can do it. Okay. I'm doing it with you. Remember, you're not alone. So do it with me and you're going to see what amazing results you're going to get. So now that you know that the most important thing is to take massive action, what are you going to do? Have you asked yourself that question? Okay. If not, I'm asking you, what are you going to do? Write it down. Write down one step you could take right now to start healing your eczema. Okay. And do it. (laughs) Don't just write it down in a book and close the book and forget. No. Write it down and do it. All right. So that is it for today. Tomorrow I'm going to go over how to take massive action with healing your eczema, right? What massive action steps you can do, you can take. All right. So I hope you thoroughly enjoyed this episode and learning a little more about me and uh, my cake decorating uh, background. And don't forget, take that massive action. You're going to appreciate it. Okay? I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And I will see you on tomorrow's podcast.